Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, hello on Instagram. My Instagram is the real Boyce Watkins. If you want to follow me, and you don't mind being challenged in your thinking, then you should follow me at the real Boyce Watkins. Um, we push for innovative solutions. Uh, we're very solution oriented. We're very deeply analytical in terms of how we think. Our goal is not to just repeat the same dumb shit that you're hearing everywhere else. Um, our goal is to say new stuff so even if it's even if the new shit is dumb shit at least it's new dumb shit like if you're gonna come at me with dumb shit come at me with some new dumb shit not some old dumb shit how about that how about that because sometimes we all say dumb shit and that's okay but staying stupid is not a solution for the black community uh so anyway uh what's up everybody looking good doc well thank you very much i appreciate that i've been losing weight i've been um i i i I, i'm talking i'm still talking a little bit awkward because i'm I'm in the middle of some six-month dental work. Um, I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Because people come in, they always ask, like, why is he talking funny? What's going on? Well, it's because I'm I'm literally working with a new mouth in certain ways. And I'm going to, um, it's going to take a while. But I'm um, trying, to, trying to be healthier, man, trying to do better. And I've been on a liquid diet. I have so far lost about 12 pounds. And even though I'm hungry and I don't enjoy being hungry, I enjoy being slim. I enjoy waking up with lots of energy. I enjoy having a flatter stomach. Um, I, I just enjoy all of that, you know? So, um, so yeah, the, the, those, well, you know what? A uh, nice dentures, not dentures, um, implants. I'm doing implants. Uh, and I suggest looking into it. I'm, it's a pretty good way to, um, to work on your dental health. If you grew up like me and didn't get everything that you needed, uh, for, you know, uh, dentally, but anyway, so let's, uh, let's get started. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share and subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet. Also, I want to remind you today, today is um, October 23rd, the time of this recording. Uh, the All Black National Convention happens. Uh, it starts tonight. It starts tonight at 530. It's going to be the whole weekend. Uh, tonight, we're going to cover how to invest in the stock market, how to get your business off the ground, how to get off the corporate plantation because we need black people to invest. We need black people to own businesses. We need black people to stop depending on white people economically. We need black people to find solutions. We need those who want to do better to be better. We want those. We want the scholars in front of you. Um, I had a conversation last night with Maurice Green, who runs the Black Doctoral Network. And uh, Mo and I hadn't talked for a while, but I said, you know what? Give me some of those scholars and let me just share my platform with them. I reach hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Actually, we reach about a million people a week. We are a legitimate media outlet now. Um, and I said, you know, I, I want to hear from the black and intelligent people. Well, why is that? Well, because, God damn it, we got so many of these these you know white people pick these retarded rappers like some of them not all of them are stupid not all of them are dumb but they pick a lot of dumbass people who promote a lot of dumbass shit and they give them these mat and they have these massive platforms they have 20 million twitter followers which makes them think that somehow now they're an authority on something and they just start saying crazy stuff some of them say good stuff some of them use their platform in a good way some of them uh lean toward people that know what they're talking about you know like when ice cube did his contract with black america i gave him props uh, because, you know, because he worked with scholars, he worked with people that understand economic policy. He talked to pay attention now. Listen up. Listen up. Uh, this is important. He talked to the people that the Democrats do not want to talk to. He talked to the black people who actually have solutions. They don't want to talk to black people who have solutions because solutions makes them do work. Solutions allow forces them to get out of that old Negro paradigm that black people can't get ahead because black people are just stupid. Like solutions requires them to then take the next step and it puts the ball back in their court and they don't want to dribble the ball. They want to pass the ball. They want to pass the buck. They want to pretend like it ain't their fault. Like they ain't got nothing to do with why all these democratic run cities have fallen apart. They don't want to do anything about the fact that black wealth is going backward. They just want to do interviews like poor Kamala Harris, where every single interview, the black leader, so-called black people with media platforms that have been selected by white people who work for white people, they will ask her, you know, who's your favorite rapper? Uh, why do you like wearing Timberlands? Why do you, wait, wait, would you like Biggie or Pot? Which one, what's your favorite show, girl? They ask her all those damn questions over and over, but never once ask her about reparations. Never once ask her to talk about reparations. You know why they don't? You know why? Because before the interview happened, they told them, do not bring this topic up. Do y'all know? I mean, do y'all know this? Uh, when Barack Obama, Julianne Malvo, God bless her. Love, love me some Julianne Malvo. She snuck in, in, in a question to Barack Obama on reparations. See, Julianne's a double agent. We need our double agent. She she gets in the spaces of the black 
uh, the black elite, but she really is a person that believes in supporting the people. I don't even agree with, her, with Julianne on everything politically. We argue about stuff, but I love her to death. And if you're watching Julianne, just know I'm going to love you no matter what. And Julianne sat down with Obama because she had a friend of a friend who knew Barack. Because all of us elite Negroes kind of know each other. Like, I know a lot of them, too, because I have the Ph.D. And, I'm, you know, I was, I was teaching at Syracuse, and I've been on TV. And they want to be your friend because they want to be next to influential people. But Julianne's a double agent. Julianne got in there. She sat down with Barack. She asked him the question that the masses want to know the answer to, which is how do you feel about reparations? Now, do y'all, do y'all know what happened? Y'all want to know what happened? He went crazy. He said, "This interview's over. What you you, you didn't tell me you were gonna ask me what what? How did this how did this happen? How did how did this interview how did this interview occur? Right? They, they go berserk if you ask them the real question. So here's why you know the smart you know entertainers you know the, the, the you know I, again I give Ice Cube credit. Ice Cube and or Charlemagne the guy came to people like me and Dr. Claude Anderson and said, "What what kind of stuff would you like?" to ask what kind of stuff do you think I should talk about like they really want to solve the problem they really want to fix the issue so they went to the people that the Democrats won't talk to they won't talk to Dr. Claude Anderson because they're scared of him the scariest black man in America is not a thug they know how to handle thugs they just put them all in prison the scariest black man in America is not the guy that's going to go in there and, and kill all the white people the scariest black man in the world is the man who knows how to use his head who has figured out strategies, policies, and policies and solutions that are going to require white people to do work. So they're just lazy. They don't want to do the work. So long story short, um, we're solutions oriented here. Um, and I told Maurice, I said, I want more scholars on my platform who, uh, who have, you know, I want to hear from that black woman who has a PhD in astrophysics. That, they, that needs to be the role model for little black girls so that we have something to balance. Cardi B teaching the little girl how to sell her vagina at the age of seven. Why is it that Cardi B has 80 million followers and the lady, the black woman who actually knows how to solve problems can't get no attention because she ain't showing no ass on Instagram. That's why you're going backward because you're following all the wrong stuff. You're believing in all the wrong things. You're listening to all the wrong people. You're getting a bunch of bad advice. That's just what it is. So let me keep going. All right, so do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please do it. Um, Instagram, what's up? My Instagram is the Real Boyce Watkins. Uh, also, after I get done here, I'm going to do uh, an analysis on what's going on in the stock market today on the Black Financial Channel Instagram page. So make sure you follow the Black Financial Channel on Instagram. Just look up the Black Financial Channel. It's a black-owned daily financial news and commentary platform so that you don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to be scared of what's going to happen in the market. I know more about the stock market than 99.9% of all smart white people. So I can break it all down for you in a way that will make it easy for you. So don't be scared. Just build wealth. Don't be scared. Build for your family. Don't be scared. Take some chances. Don't be scared. Invest in yourself. I can help you with that. All right. So um, so one thing I want to mention real quick is 50 Cent. 50 Cent, um, a guy who uh, is, is honestly, unfortunately, he's in that category of, you know, of, of the people that he's a, he's a smart guy. But he doesn't behave like a smart guy in public. Let me just say that. I think 50's a smart guy. I'm not here to say he's not. I'm just going to say that he's not really a guy, in my opinion, who's using his platform in a way that makes me say, yeah, that's right. There you go. Um, he, he, he starts talking about Donald Trump. And uh, he mentions Donald uh, the, the tax plan, Joe Biden's tax plan. And he says... You know, like, what the hell, what the what the fuck, I'm voting for Trump because I got to get out of New York. The Knicks don't win anyway, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's right. The Knicks don't win. The Knicks suck, by the way. So if you are a New York Knicks player and you're watching my podcast, go ask your bosses, ask your white bosses why they insist on losing. I mean, that don't make no damn sense. Y'all worse than damn Dallas Cowboys. But I digress. Um, the other thing is that that tax plan issue. See, here's the deal. I didn't like 50 Cent's statement about the Biden tax plan because it was a very selfish statement. It was a very much a, you know, me and I and my, like, like I, my money, my wealth. If I lose a couple of dollars, I don't like it. I'm, I'm going to be mad. Even though I got a trillion dollars in the bank, I, I can't, I can't relate to that. That's not my value system. I'll just say that. Um, what I did like about 50 cent statement is I like the idea of, I like, I, I like, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. I like black Trump Trump supporters. 
Um, why do I like them? I don't agree with them. I don't agree with them because I'm not voting for Trump. I told you I'm not voting for Trump or Biden. I'm not voting for either one of those guys. I'm voting for a third party. I'm going to write in a candidate, maybe write in, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey or something. I'm not, I'm not voting for Trump or Biden because I'm not voting for Trump because I'm not, I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not voting for Biden because I don't vote for white people who kill black people for a living. Uh, Joe Biden's, uh, mass incarceration bill exterminated hundreds of thousands of black people, took fathers out of the house, destroyed our communities, got got people raped and murdered and everything else. I'm not interested in any of that. I don't vote for concentration camps. Sorry, I'm not participating. Do what you want. I just won't be there with you just because I'm exercising something that black people are not allowed to have, which is freedom. Freedom of, of expression, freedom of thought, freedom of speech, freedom of action. I'm not a slave, so don't tell me what to do. Don't get mad at me. Don't you can get well, you can get mad if you want to. You can stay mad. In fact, sit, I want you to sit in the chat and I want you to bitch and complain about that damn free Negro. He up here acting like he actually got a choice. He up here acting like he can he can do what he wanna do. Negroes can't do what they want to do. We gotta do what Massa Biden tells us to do. Yeah, right, right, do all of that. Do all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna be free and I'm gonna be me. Period. Point blank. That's it. Now, with fifty cent, um, I think that the benefit of the black Trump supporter is that it's pushing black Trump supporters out of the closet. That makes that creates a danger for the Democratic Party because the Democrats are kind of the pimps of the black community. Like they're like, we want our hoes in check. We want our sheep lined up. We, we, we need to have all our chickens ready for slaughter so we can go out here and win big and make ourselves rich. Right. So the black Trump supporter is is a good thing for the world because it does a few things. One. It expresses diversity amongst black people, that all black people don't have to do the same thing. Slavery ended. Slavery ended. Can't nobody tell you what to do. I like that. I like freedom. Even if you do something I don't agree with, I like freedom of expression uh, and diversity of blackness. Um, you know, so when Biden comes by and says, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I say, no, actually, I know a lot of black people who ain't voting for you. So being black ain't got shit to do with what you think, you old Dixiecrat motherfucker. Seriously, you old Dixiecrat up here trying to tell me. Seriously, he was a, one of the original Dixiecrats. Like, he was friends with, with not just segregationists, but, like, people that were really racist. Like, Strom Thurmond was his homeboy. Strom Thurmond was one of the most notorious racists in all of politics. I don't know if y'all know that. And he loves Strom Thurmond. But that's but that's not getting into Biden. This is not about Biden. Let's talk about us. So 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 I like the diversity. I also like the fact that he's telling the other black Trump supporters to come out the closet. Uh, because here's what happens. Because the the liberals, unfortunately, the left has taken this very Nazi like fascist position of be of, of propaganda, extreme propaganda, um, suppressing the black vote by by condemning and attacking and seeking to cancel anybody who doesn't agree with them and ridiculing and attacking and everything else, then a lot of black support, a lot of black Trump supporters are just underground. I know a lot of black people who are voting for Trump who are not, who are not going to tell you shit. They ain't going to tell you nothing. They're going to say a damn thing. They're going to vote in the polls and won't say a word. They'll whisper to me, well, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I'll be like, that's okay. You can tell me. I'm not going to condemn you. Right? And why is that? Well, because they're they're afraid of exactly what's probably happening in this chat. There's probably somebody right now. Boyce is a, a he's a Trump supporter. Boyce, Boyce likes Trump because he ain't, he ain't trying to tickle Biden's balls like me. I tickle Joe Biden's balls every morning because he's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that Negro is sacrilegious. He, he must be a Trump supporter, right? Right, that 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 sort of persecution makes them feel good when they do it. Right, they like to do it, but the problem is that it's going to backfire on them because what happens is that when you don't allow people to be free, you push behavior underground. It's true. It's proven in economic theory that, for example, somebody if somebody decides, you know, we're going to suppress the price of bread. You can't sell bread for more than fifty cents a loaf. Right. Let's say they made that law, and it sounds good. Right, but what would happen is. After they suppress the price of bread to 50 cents a loaf, every store you go to would be out of bread. They would all be like, we're sorry, we, we don't have any bread to sell. We wish we could help you. We ain't got nothing, yo, because we don't want to sell it more than 50 cents. But then you go out back, you find some guy saying, hey, yo, hey, yo, I got some bread for you over here, partner. You want, player, you want some bread? I got wheat bread. I got grain bread. What you need, man? What you need? Right? But it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you. It's going to be about 250. You ready to pay 250? Right. Right. It creates an underground economy, an underground market. Right. So when you suppress something, you push it underground. So people are suppressing black freedom of speech, but they're pushing it underground. They're suppressing black freedom of thought, but they push it underground. They're suppressing black freedom of expression and action. 
They're, they're pushing it underground. So I'm telling you, you the, the biggest problem y'all going to have, everybody out here who's shaming black people for exercising their rights, is that you're just pushing it underground. People are going to tell you exactly what the hell you want to hear, or they're going to sit there quietly while you bitch and complain and talk about how you're so scared of Trump and the Proud Boys that that's why you feel like you have to go vote for the guy who incarcerated more black people than any politician in American history. And they're just going to sit there and be silently, and then they're going to do what they want to do. So... Um, I like I like the idea. I like it when people come out the closet and just talk about who they're going to vote for. And then what that does is it puts it on the table. It puts it on the table so the Democrats actually have to deal with it. I want the Democrats to deal with 50 Cent and say, God damn, man, these, this black man is getting, he's, he influences millions of black males and, and a lot of black women. And, uh, and he's going to get them to go vote for Trump. Shit, we better sweeten the deal for black people. We better do right by black people or, or, or we're going to be screwed. Like the price of Negroes has risen. The cost of a Negro has grown up. Right, black voters don't come for free no more. We we are no longer your political and economic hoes. You know, you're gonna have to pay for this black vote. If you don't deliver, then we won't show up for you. You don't give us nothing, we're gonna give you the same thing you give us. You give us nothing, we're gonna give you nothing. Black people are gaining self-esteem. Oh my god, oh my god, right? And and so so the beauty of it all is that when black Trump supporters come out the closet. They give you leverage. They give you leverage, right? You know, they, they, you know, sure. You're gonna have people that are gonna act silly and get mad, and and uh, and I see, I see a guy in here who's actually saying silly stuff. Now, if you keep on talking crazy, if you keep on trolling, you're gonna, you're gonna get bounced out because uh, you gotta be here to be intelligent. If you're not intelligent to partic- enough to participate in this conversation, I'm gonna have to remove you. But here's the deal: uh, they give you leverage because it pushes the Democrats to offer black people a better deal. It's no different from like, ladies, have you ever had a man who doesn't appreciate you, who doesn't treat you right? And and then you keep telling him over and over and over again, he should treat you better. You give him all the reasons in the world why you deserve to be treated better. You explain why men would love to have a woman like you and he doesn't listen. But guess what? The minute he feels like another man is interested in you, the minute he sees you you at the club in your tightest dress, possibly dancing with another man, he goes ballistic. He goes ballistic. You ignite something in him. You ignite his competitive spirit where he says, oh, no, I got to show and prove. I can't let somebody take away the thing that I feel like I should have access to, right? So ultimately, at the end of the day, the Democrats are the jealous boyfriend right now. They're just pissed off. They're like, bitch, who the fuck you talking to? Why are you over there talking to him, hoe? You supposed to be over here with me, right? And first of all, you could be like, well, first of all, don't call me a hoe. You know, I'm not a hoe. Uh, You got to show some respect. You know, if you don't step up, somebody else will. And so what I would just say moving forward is that the thing with 50 Cent is I don't like a lot of what 50 Cent's uh, politics are. Um, I don't agree with the selfishness of it all. Um, I don't agree with the idea of being concerned about rich people paying more in taxes. I think they can afford it. Um, I'm not a broke man. I, I might be considered quote unquote rich. I Alicia and I don't have any financial problems. I'll just say that. Um, and I don't mind paying more in taxes because when you look at the analysis and you see uh, the percentage of GDP that's collected by the government, that number is incredibly low, which means that we can't uh, fund the things that we need to fund in the government to have a healthy society. Um, now, what I don't like is I don't trust politicians. I don't like the idea of that money being in the hands of the government. I would prefer there be you know, more regulations to require wealthy corporations to hire more American workers. Like I think I, I would I just I would love for them to explain to me why you can't just do that. Why you can't just tell the companies, look, if you are making money in the United States, you got to hire people in the United States. Every, you know, all the dollars you make, you got to spend, you know, some equivalent amount of money hiring workers that are here. You can't have your workers all in Bangladesh and be making money in the U.S. I know that's profitable, but that's not beneficial to the country. You got to be a good American, whatever that means to you. But at the end of the day, reciprocity is is a universal principle that I think most of us can understand, which means that. Uh, whatever I give to you, you got to give something back, man. You know, and, and with the Democrats, there is no reciprocity. There really isn't. With the Republicans, um, is there reciprocity? I don't think there is there either. That's why I'm not voting Republican. But the thing is, the Republicans aren't the ones who are going around saying, if you don't vote for us, you ain't black. 
Like, that's incredibly insulting. So um, I, I think what 50 Cent said is his right to say it. I like the fact that there are the 50 Cents out there who will go out there and say, look, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm like, great. That's actually kind of, that's great to see for them to feel that threat so that they'll hopefully sweeten the deal for black people because black people want to support Democrats. Like, you know, I, I got a feeling, you know, when I talked to Ice Cube, I got a feeling that Cube wanted the Democrats to be the champion in this. I think he wanted the Democrats to be the ones who were willing to have a dialogue about reparations and racial reconciliation and economic economic wholeness for the black community. Uh, and I think, and I felt, honestly, I said, you know, I encourage you to go have a few more conversations with them because uh, I don't really think you're going to get what you're looking for, but I really hope that you do because you're Ice Cube and I'm not. You know, you're Ice Cube, you can get into spaces, I can't go because they, they they, they're scared of black scholars. They're scared of people that are going to hold them to the fire and that's okay. I don't really want to talk to those people anyway. But uh, I would say that if you look at the fact that the black community has been crumbling, pay attention now, listen up. The black community has been crumbling since since integration and since the civil rights movement. And And there are people out there who are trying to shame you into doing the exact same thing that you've been doing that's caused your community to crumble. I mean, the black community, give me a yes or no in the chat. Give me a yes or no. Let's just do a quick conversation. Do you feel that the black community it has been crumbling since integration? Do you at least agree with that statement? Do you hear what I'm saying on this? Do you feel that the black community has been crumbling? Give me a yes or no if you feel the black community has been crumbling since integration. Yes or no? Yes or no? I, I just want to make sure we start the conversation on a simple foundation so you can understand why I'm so outraged about what I'm seeing. And I'm going to tell you some reasons why I, you know, what, what, what concerns me, because I, I want to be black first. I'm here for the black community. When we started the black business school and everything else, we built it for black people. We didn't build it for anybody else. We, we built it to solve the black wealth problem because we felt like nobody else would. Um, you know, when you look at the black community since integration, we have, and I wrote this in an article on my Facebook page. Feel free to go check it out. We have failed educational systems where black children barely know how to read, write, or do math. We have black wealth levels that are declining in every generation. We have broken families where most black children will never know the protection of having a father inside the home. We have world-famous hip-hop artists who are mass-promoted in white-owned media to promote prostitution to young girls and teaching young black boys how to disrespect women, go broke, and pass STDs as they manufacture a long list of babies' mamas and abandoned children. We have a mass incarceration epidemic that compares with concentration camps during World War II, where hundreds of thousands of black people are regularly beaten, raped, and infected with mental and physical disease after being torn away from their families. This is under uh, supporting the Democrats. This is what's been it's been given us. I'm just telling you the truth. We have a mass incarceration epidemic. We have angry black professionals who don't even know how to start businesses, so they're stuck drinking themselves to sleep every night after feeling the mental illness that comes with consistent microaggressions at work. We have dangerous inner cities where many black children have friends who don't live to see their 18th birthday. We have black loyalty to politicians who earn votes by telling you who their favorite rapper is, but won't even say the word reparations. We have a black educated class that is so buried in student loan debt that they will die with no assets left to leave their children. See, that's why you're losing. That's why your community's failing. That's why, that, that, that's why you're not moving ahead. You see, white supremacy is real. We talk about white supremacy. Well, white supremacy is the reason black people just can do you're absolutely 100% correct. White supremacy is a leading cause of why black people are in the goddamn toilet. But you know what? And this is going to hurt your feelings, but many of the leading white supremacists in this country look like you and I. They are brainwashed black people who are committed to the same failed approaches that we have been following for the last 50 years. They are committed to integrating into a burning house that is going to give us nothing more than debauchery, broken families, busted bank accounts, destroyed communities, dead young people, incarcerated black men. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you trying to convince me to co-sign into this nonsense? If you want to know why it does not bother me at all and why I truly expect that you're going to come in my chat, when the trolls come in the chat, I, I expect that. Because I understand, I understand the Negro naysayer very well. 
I know the brain of the Negro naysayer extremely well. The Negro naysayer is, is the Negro who will always find a problem for every solution. The Negro naysayer is the person who will get mad at you for not doing what white people have told you to do. Right? The Negro naysayer is the, the, the person who, get, who will get pissed off that you're actually trying something a little bit different, who will get pissed that you're actually challenging politicians. Don't you talk to Massa like that. You can't talk to the deal. You can't talk to Joe Biden like that. Why the fuck can't I? Do you really think that he respects me as, as much as I mean, I'm being asked to respect him? Did he respect you when he wrote crime bills that locked up hundreds of thousands of black people? Did he respect you when he was calling you predators, talking about the need to exterminate you or remove you from society in speeches that he gave 25 years ago? What did he respect you when he was working with Dixiecrats and, and people that literally wanted to kill black people? He was working with people like Strom Thurmond, one of the most notorious racists in the history of politics. Did he respect you when he was doing all that? Well, if he didn't respect you, but you dare set on respecting him, that right there tells me that something's wrong with your black ass. That tells me that you need to go to a re-education camp. You need to be, they need to do like they did to that poor guy. That, that, that movie, um, Spike Lee did a movie a long time ago called Tales from the Hood where they had a brainwashed Negro and they, they kidnapped his ass and they took him down to a room and they chained him to a chair and they, they taped his eyelids shut and forced him to watch video that would undeprogram him you know, for the next 20. Remember that? He, they had him in his drawers and he was standing there and he would, he started out like, fuck you nigga, I'll kill you nigga, I'll Shoot a motherfucker, brother. Right? He was a, like a gangbanger dude that wanted to kill black people. And they just, they put him, his name was Jerome. Remember Jerome? And she's like, how many of your people have you killed, Jerome? How how much of a poison are you to your people, Jerome? And Jerome's like, ah, ah. We need, we got a lot of Jeromes in the black community. We have a lot of black people that just need to be deprogrammed, right? Or, or, or we need to just walk away from them. I'm not going to do like Joe Biden and say they need to be removed from society or locked up or anything like that. I'm not going to say that. But I will say that sometimes you just got to walk away because the, the brainwashing is very deep and it's very real and it's a huge problem. So so, so I'm going to go, uh, but I just wanted to kind of express that I didn't have a, I didn't plan on actually talking about a lot of those things when I started talking today. I literally thought, it, I was literally thinking about 50 Cent and what he said about the Trump tax plan. And, uh, and I gave you my points on that. Um, actually, uh, in terms of if you make me pick between the, the two, uh, the two, whether it was the lesser of two evils or whatever that stupid shit is that people do. Um, if you, if you, if you make me pick a tax plan, I'm going to say I like the Biden tax tax plan more because, uh, the Biden tax plan will increase government revenue. Your government's going broke and it's in an unbelievable amount of debt because your politicians spend money like broke rappers. They just spend money. They don't care about the next generation. All they care about is getting reelected. So they have effectively destroyed your government economically. I don't see there being any coming back from that. I think that they're just going to end up screwing up the country and it's just going to stay that way for a long time. It's going to get worse over time. So that's why I support the Biden tax plan because, it, you know, because uh, first of all, 50 cents still going to be rich no matter who is elected as president. Um, second of all, uh, the tax plan will, will give the government the money that it needs to do things it needs to do. Third of all, if you are an investor, which most of you are, if you listen to me, you're probably an investor or, you know, we, we invest more in stocks than white people do. Like we're, we're ahead of white people in terms of economic intelligence, because there's no way you can watch more than 10 of my videos and not have a financial literacy level that exceeds the average educated adult. I, I just will tell you that I'm going to brag on that for a minute because, you know, my PhD is very, very real. It was very difficult to obtain and I know how to break this stuff down. But um, so what I will say to you guys as investors is you're going to be fine no matter who gets elected. If Trump gets elected, Trump takes care of investors first. He takes care of businesses first. Trump is, you know, the economy did extremely well under Trump. That's why the Democrats worked very hard to scare the shit out of people with COVID so they could ruin the economy. So then they could say the, the economy is ruined and it's Trump's fault. They, they took away one of his bragging points, right? That's the political game they played. That's what they did. That's what it is, right? But here's the deal. Both candidates, um, you know, 
besides both of them being these old white men who don't like black people, they also both take care of corporations in, in their own way. So Biden is going to take care of corporate America. Just be keep it 100. Let's keep this clear. He's not going to take care of the masses before he takes care of the masses, right? He, he's a massa. Y'all love massa. Y'all take care of massa. Well, he's got his massa. His massa in a capitalist society is the people who control the capital. The corporations control the capital. So Biden is going to take care of them before he takes care of you. That's why when they put together things like Dodd-Frank and they, they had the economic crisis and the recovery, think, of it, think about his processes. That was when Obama was in office. That was when the Democrats had a tremendous amount of power. In fact, I think when Obama first got elected, the Democrats controlled all branches of government. You would think that if they control all branches of government and you have bankers up in Wall Street stealing money from people, getting people evicted from their homes, engaging in massive amounts of predatory lending, and then giving each other $20 million bonuses during the middle of a financial crisis, you would think that somebody would be getting prosecuted. You would be thinking that somebody somebody got to go to jail. I mean, somebody, somebody did something wrong. And, and there are experts like myself who could point out exactly, yeah, yeah, he did something fraudulent. Oh, what he did? Oh, that was real messed up. Oh, wow. What? That system that they designed that so the rich people will get all the money and, and then the poor people will get screwed, right? Right? Like you would think that with all this analysis out here, and I was one of the people doing this analysis, is that you would think that somebody would be would, would have paid a price for that. But Obama sent none of those people to jail. Not one. Not one. You mean there were none out there that he could have that, that that he could that could should have been prosecuted? Really, for real, for real. And those people are still balling out of control. They're still extremely wealthy. Judge Joe Brown came on the show and he broke down how much money Obama has. Obama has a lot more money than people think. I mean, if what Joe Brown said, I mean, he drew, he connected the dots to Obama's stepdaddy and the in the oil companies and all that and all that. I was like, wow, I didn't know Obama had that much money. I'm talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. So. These are basically rich people who just take different sides of the same fence. They're protecting the same institution. This is one's protecting it from the right. The other one's protecting it from the left. But either way, they're going to take care of wealthy people, business owners, and investors. So what I want you to do is whatever economic situation you are in as a black person, if, you, if you're broke like I used to be, I'm talking about dead flat broke, ain't got a nickel in your bank account. Just like I was, I, there was a time where I did have to break my lease in the middle of the month because I couldn't pay the $800 in rent. I, I, I know what it feels like to be broke, okay? No matter where you are, what I want you to do is I want you to become wealthy of mind and wealthy of spirit. Wealthy of mind, wealthy of spirit means I want you to start doing what rich people do. You know, let go. Don't worry so much. I mean, they're going to take care, you know, when they talk about civil rights and integration and whether or not gay kids can use the same bathroom as straight kids or transgender, whatever, whatever all that stuff is. Let them handle all of that. Those are those are white people's issues. I mean, you know, if you got a gay son, like just love, love, love the little dude. Love him. I mean, he can't. He's gay. I mean, don't kick your son out of the house and hit him upside the head with a Bible just because he's gay. I mean, seriously, I like, just have some common sense. I, you know, I like I like black people because I believe we have more common sense than everybody else. I, I like black people because we're more practical than everybody else. You know, and, you know. So 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 I will say in our practicality, in our common sense, in our survivability, my recommendation for survival is to start doing things that are going to make you economically strong and firm, because then that way you can insulate yourself from the nonsense and run your household and your community the way you see fit. That's it. That's all it comes down to. If you can do that, if you can cave yourself out, you know, then 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 you you are probably going to be very very happy. Happier than most white people. Life is actually quality of life. I figured it out because I used to go through a lot of stuff where I'd be like, what's the meaning of life? How do I know if I'm happy? What am I really looking for? I don't really know if I'm looking for money because I, ha I have I have some money, but that doesn't that, that doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. Like what makes me happy? And I figured this out. Your quality of life comes down to health, wealth and relationships. Those are the three things. Health, wealth and relationships. So are you healthy mentally and physically? Well, I'm gonna tell you what your mental health will improve dramatically if you stop working for white people. When you stop having to tickle the balls of your oppressors every morning just to pay the bills, your, your mental health will skyrocket. On a scale of 0 to 10, you'll go from a 2 to a 12. I kid you not. So so uh, so mental and physical health, stop eating Popeye's chicken, don't, don't eat that nonsense, start eating some healthy food, and keep a healthy mind. Uh, wealth, uh, invest consistently, your wealth will grow. Stay out of debt, 
invest consistently, do what rich people do, your your income will be connected. It'll be tethered to the to the to the wealth of uh, of rich people, right? You'll be connected, almost like you got a cord connecting you. When their money goes up, your money will go up. So you'll spend you'll spend less time being hated. No, excuse me, being a hater. You might be hated because when you start doing well and you start being a happy black person and a successful black person, solution oriented and empowered, you're gonna be hated. You're going because the little self hating Negroes or the people that have been addicted to victimhood are gonna to get mad at you because they feel like you're supposed to be miserable like them. Misery loves company. You got a lot of people that are unfortunately trained to to look for misery. They look they wake up every morning looking for a reason why being black is the most terrible thing in the world. I don't think being black is the most terrible thing in the world. I love being black. I would not give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. If you could change your race tomorrow and be a white man, would you do it or would you stay black? I like being black. I want to stay black because because white people can't brag about the fact that their ancestors survived the slave dungeons, the Middle Passage, uh, the 250 years of the most brutal slavery in the history of all mankind, 100 years of Jim Crow, and 40 years of mass incarceration. Like, white people can't brag about that. They don't have those sorts of championship belts that they get to put on every morning. Every morning I wake up, I'm putting on a gold medal and a championship belt because I know I'm Superman. I'm sorry. I know I'm Superman. I know that I got some shit in my DNA that you can't design in a fucking lab and and it's not me being arrogant it's me being honest like there is no equivalent to the african-american male african-american female we are built to last right so so to me being black is a wonderful thing and i think that that might be why they try to convince you that it's a fucking curse right it's it's not a curse it's a blessing you just gotta work the damn blessing work the blessing don't attract the curse. Don't chase the curse. Work the blessing. So what else? Health, wealth, and relationships. Be mentally and physically healthy. Take care of your wealth. Be consistent. Invest consistently for your family. Your wealth will go over time. Avoid stupid debt like credit card debt and all that stuff. Just try to minimize your debt. Be careful about student loan debt. That's how a lot of our black elite, all the bougie Negroes, you know, the the, the, the Roland Martin Negroes. I, lo- I, lo- I, like, I actually don't dislike Roland as much as some people think I should, but 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 I, I do kind of make fun of them. You know, the Roland Martin Negroes, I bet half of them are still paying off their student loans, still struggling with the, with the debt, still wondering why they can't get a job, but white people still trying to impress on the show so they can hopefully get a job with working for some white person i don't want to live that life that's not a fun life in my opinion so health wealth wealth uh build your wealth avoid debt and relationships last piece very important that means if you're a black man you pick you a quality black woman you treat her right you make sure she treats you right you make sure she respects black men doesn't get caught up in these stupid hashtags like blame black men anybody seen that hashtag blame black men blame black men for what, what what's ain't nothing new about that shit I mean, if you do a hashtag called blame black men, I mean, shit, join, join the fucking club. Like, we literally are the number one scapegoat in the history of this country. Every damn thing that's ever happened that's been negative has been blamed on a black man. This ain't nothing new. Seriously, you are, you're just lining up with the Klansmen and doing what doing what, what Klansmen do. Like, seriously, like, like they, they, they've always blamed black men. Every, anybody remember, you know all those stories. You remember all those news stories where a white person would do something terrible? And then they would they would add, the cops would say who did it and they would say a black man did it. You anybody knows all these stories over time? I mean, it goes way back. Like there's always been stories like this. Or even when that that video that tripped me out was when they had that little British girl who was sitting there telling a bold faced lie. Little little baby Becky. Let's just call her baby Becky. So baby Becky was three years old. I kid you not. And she was telling her mama the biggest fucking lie ever. And, of course, everybody acts like they believe it because everybody believes they have stupid hashtags like believe women as if women don't know how to lie, right? Like, like this is how crazy feminism can become. Not that all feminism's crazy uh, because sometimes we need. We need women's empowerment for sure because some of y'all men be treating women like shit. It's terrible. Uh, But the extreme feminism gets ridiculous. So they'll say things like believe women. Why should I believe anything, every single thing that comes out of a woman's mouth? Are you kidding me? Do you know that there are women out there that will drug and rape a, rape a dude or, or empty his pockets? Like, 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 are you kidding me right now? So this little baby Becky was telling the story about what happened to the cookies. And her mommy's playing along. Her mommy's like, so what happened then with the cookies? And then the, she's like, and then the man, the man came through the window. And did, he did. He came through the window. Yeah, he came through the window. And he grabbed the cookies. And he took the cookies. And then he left. And then she's like, and then the mommy's like laughing and going along with it. And then at the end of the video, the little girl says, and it was a black man. Did anybody see that video? That Like literally, like literally she said, and it was a black man. And it, 
it, it kind of fucked me up a little because I was thinking she's three. Like, how did she learn this at the age of three? Like, so, so, so literally what baby Becky was doing in that video, like, and it was a black man. This is something that has always, this is part of American culture. So the, the, the crazy, uh, like the Amanda Seals type, whatever, that, that just, unfortunately, they, maybe they hate their daddies. Like it starts, like it starts early. Like a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of the women who are really volatile and vicious toward black men, it's a, a lot of times it's because they hate their fucking daddy. It started when they were four and their daddy, you know, they, their daddy wasn't around. Maybe he was on drugs. Maybe he didn't show up to the, the kindergarten recital and you've been pissed at black men ever since. But because the whole world is cheering you on and telling you, you go girl, you're perfect just the way you are. You never took the time to realize like, huh, maybe I need some therapy. Maybe there's something wrong. Maybe, maybe I have a bias against black men that is being perpetuated and facilitated and supported and enhanced and exaggerated by the fact that the rest of society has the same bias I have. So rather than dealing with people that are going to uh, cause me to confront my addiction, my addiction to hating black men, instead of getting me to confront the addiction, they are encouraging the addiction. So it's like a crackhead who is sitting around people who are telling him to smoke more crack. If he's in a crack house, then he's going to, he's not going to get anybody that's going to say, Hey man, you know, that crack is pretty bad for you. No, he's going to have people be like, Hey, I got some more. You want another rock, man? Here, take another one. Right? So that's what happens. They all get stuck on this crack pipe of black male hatred and people are encouraging. Just keep going. Come on, girl. You the best girl. You, 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 you so wonderful. You so amazing. You, you, you so perfect. These men, these men ain't shit. Right, all your relationships that fell apart is because it's because black men don't step up to the plate. You know that that's they're feeding them the crack pipe. So, so I know what it is. I I've seen this a thousand times. So what I would say is when you talk about health, wealth, and relationships, fellas, pick pick quality women because some of the, unfortunately there are women who are predators who are as bad or worse than the men. You know, you know, and there are a lot of guys I mean, I mean, I mean, good brothers. I mean, I don't let men come in my space who disrespect and mistreat women. That just does not happen with men who come to my events. I love the men that come to my events because I, I eliminate people before they even walk through the door. Like there are certain people who don't feel comfortable in that space because they, they're like, ah, you know, doctors gonna give me a hard time about this, about that. We have a, a wonderful space and the men that come to our events are the types of men <clears throat> that just, they love black women. They treat black women. Well, they, they, they would rather pick up a book than pick up, you know, than, than to pick up a bottle. You know what I mean? Like these are good guys and some of these men get abused. I mean, they get abused. Like it's really unfortunate. It's crazy to me. So health, wealth, and relationships. And the same thing is true with ladies. Like, you know, I think you got to be really picky about relationships uh, from both sides because, <clears throat> because women, unfortunately, like the good women, the quality women that I see, um, they, they tend to attract the low quality men and these low quality men, they kind of do you the way the Democratic Party does the black community. These low quality men, they know how to exploit your vulnerabilities. Uh, they know how to exploit your insecurities. They know how to exploit and misuse your trust. And, and, and basically, um, you know, they, they, the, the, the bad people end up ruining the good ones. You know, the zombies end up infecting the healthy people. And so what I, what I think you should do when you talk about relationships is you got to do an inventory. I do this anyway. I, I do an inventory of all the people I let in my life. Of the people that are in my life, just know if you're one of my friends, I do an audit, a, a voice audit every couple of months where I, I think carefully about every friend I have. I keep a very small circle because I have to be careful. I can't just let everybody in my space because I, I, you got to deal with Cointel Pro and all that. I mean, really what we're doing here is, it, I tell me, seriously, there is no other place on the internet where this is happening. There is no other place. There, I, I've looked around. There is no other place where this is happening and it's working. Like when people know that I'm talking to people like Charlemagne or Ice Cube or whatever, and then they're going and talking to the president of the United States, that's a threat to national security. Like that's a problem, right? So, so I keep a very tight circle for those reasons. I don't let people get close to me um, unless I'm 100% sure, unless I've vetted them for a very long time. But the people that are in that space, I monitor every situation to make sure that they're not going to bring a poison into my relationships that will poison me mentally or somehow cause disruption to what we're trying to accomplish. So I suggest the same thing for you. You are very important, whether you know it or not. 
You are as important as you decide you're going to be. You are as significant as you choose to be. You are as relevant as you decide you're going to be in the future. So because you are relevant, because you are important, because you are significant, you have to be very careful about who gets to touch the product? Who gets to come near you? Who gets to be in your space? Don't go dating any man just because he said a couple of sweet words or whatever. That man might give you an STD, an unwanted pregnancy. He might bring you all kinds of stress and drama and grief that might cause you, that might disrupt everything you're trying to do. Everything you're trying to do. And same thing with men. Like, you know, men, we, we, we can get caught up with a big button, a smile, and next thing you know, you've let your guard down and you got some, you, you sleeping with the enemy. I mean, some, some of these people are treacherous. I mean, I watch, I watch men and women get torn down and destroyed by their, somebody that claimed to love them at one point, and it is absolutely astonishing to observe. I observed that very closely when I was writing my book, Financial Lovemaking. And one thing I learned, a lot of men, especially men that have something going on, maybe you got some money, maybe you're a public figure. Uh, most of these men that get torn down and humiliated in public is because some, you know, because a woman has gone out and decided I want to go public and tell a story about this person. Sometimes the stories might be legit. Maybe in some cases he really did something wrong, but in a lot of cases it's just he said she said. It's they got they didn't get along, or she he, she wants more money in the divorce, so she goes out and to me violates one of the most important codes of of a love ethic, which is to kiss and tell, to tell all your business. Seriously. I, you know, my belief, and I think this is a, a, an okay rule to consider, my belief is that unless somebody uh, rapes you, beats you, robs you, you have no right to go out and tell the world what happened in y'all's relationship or, or that or, or that y'all slept together or none of that. Like, I, I think that's crazy to me. Like, I would never go publicly and be like, oh, yeah, I slept with her. Oh, yeah, we, we had sex. Oh, there was some good sex, too. Let me just tell you what she's like in the bedroom. That would be ridiculous for me to do that. So if it's ridiculous for a man to do it, then it's not okay for a woman to do it. And I would say, fellas, if you got something you're trying to build and you're trying to create something solid, you got to think about security. And one of the biggest elements of security is you got to think about what type of woman you have next to you. Like, for example, let's use Ice Cube for an example. He's had Kim next to him since 1991, I think. Have you ever seen Kim go out and do exposés or interviews about, you know, well, you know, well Ice Cube did this and he did that? No, you haven't. You haven't. Uh, and so, so to me, that's what a quality partner is, you know, where you can handle your disputes in a way that doesn't feel like somebody is so mad they got to burn the whole damn house down just to get revenge on you. you know? And so and you can peep these things out in advance. Like you can watch how, you know, how did you deal with your ex? Right. If somebody has an ex, it, listen, you got to listen to people. Right. If you listen to people long enough, they tell on themselves. Let me just I'm just giving you Uncle Boyce game right now. If you listen to people talk long enough, they will eventually tell you everything they need. You need to know. But you got to learn how to listen. You can't spend all your time talking about yourself. You can't get all you make it all about you. Like, oh, well, why are you do you always talking about your exes? You always talking about your exes. No, it's good for them to talk about their exes because then they're helping you to establish a pattern of behavior. Right. Because in every relationship they've ever been in. They are the only person who was there for every single one of those situations. So if, 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 if there's a pattern, like every situation ends up with the whole building blowing up and being burned down, that tells you something about them, right? You got to learn about them because remember, the most valuable asset that you have in your life is you. You are more valuable than any business you'll ever create, uh, they're more valuable than any organization you'll ever work for, more valuable than any amount of money you'll ever have in your bank account. You, your physical and mental health, the, 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 the quality of your dreams and, and focus and perspective, your peace of mind, that is more valuable than any amount of money I could ever give you. So you got to protect that number one asset from the beginning, and that asset is you. So that relationships piece, my God, I cannot overemphasize how important it is, and I haven't even talked about about the, the fact that relationships are also important when it comes to resolving disputes and preserving relationships that are beneficial in your life. Black people, unfortunately, I see a lot of people who take pride in cutting off their friends or who take pride in like you are you a Trump supporter. I can't be I can't fuck with you no more. Why does is Donald Trump going to lose friends over you? Why are you so stupid? You're going to get rid of somebody who's loyal to you because they voted for a different white man than you did. Right. Or or you have a little bit of a, of a dispute and you could get on the phone and work it out. But because your ego is, is at a certain level or because you don't want to be hurt or triggered, you you don't do that. You'd rather just go talk crazy about each other and destroy something that you need. Your relationships are an important asset. When you maintain healthy relationships, you can get a lot more done. 
It's, it's easier to get things done if you can call people and say, hey, can you help me with this? Or, hey, can you invest in this with me? Hey, I got this thing I'm trying to do and I don't know who to talk to. Do you know anybody I can speak with that, that can help me get this done? It's much easier to get things done that way than to be sitting there as a lone ranger all by yourself where you don't cut off the, the whole damn world because you can't get along with people. Like so, and, and getting along with people is not something that is just innate. It's not something that you just pick up just by instinct. It's a skill. It is a skill just like learning how to be an accountant or learning how to be a plumber. Those are skills that can be picked up through classes, through books, through YouTube videos. Learn how to maintain relationships so that you can get things done. Because you can't get shit done if you spend all your time fighting with crazy ass people that you've invited into your life because you don't vet who you allow around you. All these things are extremely important. You just got insight into my brain in terms of things I think about on a daily basis. Right. So one of my really important relationships is my relationship with you. Um, I want to serve that relationship well, but I also protect that relationship well. First thing I do a lot of times when I start a video is I say, if you not, if you don't fit this category, that category, and that category, then get the fuck out because I don't want to have, I don't want to begin a relationship with poisonous people. I don't have time for that. So there we go. That's it. I'm out. Uh, I'm gonna finish. Um, I'm gonna finish uh, doing. I'm gonna do a financial analysis now. Actually, on the Black Financial Channel. So make sure you subscribe. Feel free to subscribe. It's theblackfinancialchannel.com. That's our YouTube channel where we do daily financial news and commentary. I won't talk about any of this other stuff. I'm gonna strictly talk about investing in the stock market because I know sometimes that's what we we only want to talk about. But I think these other issues are very important as well. I love being your friend. I love being your teacher. If I'm a mentor to you, a father figure, whatever it is, Uncle Boyce. Like I love all of that. I embrace all of that. I embrace you because I want to see you succeed, whatever it takes. And I just want to tell you, believe in yourself, man. Don't give up on yourself. You got to believe in yourself. It's very important. Okay, guys, I'm going to go. All Black National Convention starts tonight at 5.30. It goes the whole weekend. Uh, we're going to have a lot of great panels. We have a lot of great people coming through from Tariq Nasheed to Vicky Dillard, Nuri Muhammad, uh, Jade Arendelle, Constance Carter, Lamar Tyler, uh, all kinds of people that uh, George C. Frazier, Rock Newman, a lot of great people. Uh, so if you believe in building black communities, building black families, building black wealth, and that we can do it on our own as a community, we don't have to wait for anybody else, then feel free to join us. You can register at allblacknationalconvention.com. That's all black nationalconvention.com what's the channel it's the black financial channel that's the black financial channel.com or you can also follow the black financial channel on instagram so look it up it'll help you i guarantee it just stick with me i think i can help you figure out a lot of this financial crap because i know it pretty well and i want to definitely help you out why is Tariq there because um because Tariq and i have a good relationship even when we disagree we stay on code. We don't, you know, we, if we have a disagreement, we just either walk away from it or we talk about it behind closed doors, but we don't do a, a lot of silly stuff. And I, and I think Tariq is a great guy to support because I have more in common with him than I don't have in common with him. So, uh, so yeah, so there you go. So that's why I invited Tariq. Also, I think we can learn a lot from the fact that Tariq is one of the pioneers in what I believe is going to become a multi-billion dollar black movie industry. The black movie industry is building, it is growing by leaps and bounds. Hidden Colors is an important part of that. That movie has made tens of millions of dollars, if I'm not mistaken, and I think that that's a blueprint, man. We got to learn how to build our own so we don't sit around bowing and begging and scraping, hoping somebody else does it for us. We, we have $1.3 We can do a lot on our own. Let's be smart. Let's be strong. Let's not quit. Let's give, not give up on ourselves. Hit the thumbs up button before you go. Please hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button. Also, the URL one more time. It's allblacknationalconvention.com. I'm out of here, guys. Have a good day. Thank you for listening. Talk to you later. Peace.